and welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Tina, and I am joined today by my amazing co-host, Colleen. And in today's episode, we have a special guest, Miss Jen Dudick, owner of Dancing Jay Studios and self-described cruise addict. We have a lot to cover, but, l- but first, let's talk about our sponsors of our show, Mystical Dream Travel. Mystical Dream Travel is a full-service fee-free travel agency specializing in all things Disney, Universal, cruises, all-inclusives, resorts, and more. Ready to plan your next vacation? Be sure to reach out to the fantastic agents over at Mystical Dream Travel. Head over to their website, www.mysticaldreamtravel.com to look them up or look them up on social media. That's a mouthful today. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best-kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. So as I mentioned, we have a special guest today, Jen Dudick. Jen is the owner of Dancing Jay's Studio and a cruise queen. Hey, Jen, how are you today? I'm good, Tina. How are you? I'm doing well. And of course, we have Colleen here as well. How are you? Oh, I'm here. I'm good, Tina. Good, good. So Jen, can you share with our audience a little bit about who you are and why you love cruising? Mm-hmm. Well, as Tina mentioned, I do own a dance studio and that has been my passion. And I, in addition to running my studio, I also have two daughters, ages nine and 12, and I have a husband and the four of us all just love cruising so much. And that's why I'm here. All right, so we have lots of questions about cruising for you. So are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to start with some basics just to kind of get a, an idea of, you know, how, how deep is your cruise fandom? Mm-hmm. So how many cruises have you been on? I've been on 19 cruises in the past 10 years. Wow. Ooh, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> I know, I'm impressed. <laughs> and what was the first cruise you ever went on? First cruise was the end of June in 2010 on Monarch of the Seas, which now has been retired from the Royal Caribbean fleet and unfortunately over in the grave, the ship graveyard right now getting torn apart. Bummer. Makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) It was a four day Bahamas cruise. Ooh, and nice. you were not initially one to go on a cruise, no, right? No, I was very resistant to cruising, and my parents had gone on one for my, my mom's 50th, and they said, we are going to take the whole family on a cruise. You guys are going to love it. You know, we sat down. We used to go to Daytona every July, and we sat down and crunched the numbers, and we figured we would be saving so much money by doing a cruise instead of our normal Florida vacation. And uh, I was reluctant to go. I really was. But my parents said, we're taking everybody. No questions asked. So we went and I fell in love with cruising immediately. I was like, why is this only four days? Can we make it seven? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's awesome. So what was your favorite cruise that you've been on? It's that's a toss up between our Hawaiian cruise and our Symphony of the Seas cruise 
last year we took. Ooh, so why would one of those be your favorites? What did you love about that? Well, Hawaii, just because there is nothing like Hawaii. I mean, it's the most incredible place in the world uh, that I've been to, at least. I know there's so many other places out there <laughs> to check out. But and then Symphony of the Seas. I mean, the ship is a destination in itself. And it's just so incredible. And there's so many things to do and see on the ship. Uh, but I also really enjoyed all of the ports that we went to on that cruise as well. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. So today we know, like you just said, that you were on in Hawaii and you did the Norwegian Pride. So can you tell us and share a little bit about that trip with us? Mm -hmm. Well, I tell a lot of people if they're talking about going to Hawaii, I would do this same cruise in a heartbeat. And it's not even for the cruise because this is just different than most cruises. You know, the ship Norwegian Pride of Pride of America is more or less your transportation and your room and board because you are barely on the ship. You're stopping in all of these different islands. You know, you get a whole day in Honolulu, your first day that you that you board. And then you have an overnight in Maui. And then you get to see Hilo on the big island one day. And then the next day you're still on the big island in Kona. And then you're you have two days of Kauai. So it is such a great itinerary where you can see so much of Hawaii in a week's time. So wow. I know other people have said they've flown to Hawaii and then, you know, you're getting on plane after plane, hopping islands. But this cruise was just amazing because you could just go, go one place, go to sleep, sail through the night, and you're, you end up in another place the next morning. That's awesome. That is amazing. So what is it that you love the most about this particular cruise? It's really hard to say. Just, I think the best part was just for the fact that you can see so many different places in one week. You know, you're never, you never have a sea day on this cruise. It's port after port after port every single day. And we did something different in each, in each island. So it's hard to say what was the best part about it. I guess just overall, the best part was that you get to see so much in such a short amount of time. Nice, nice. What was, can you tell us a little bit about the itinerary? Mm -hmm. So we flew down, we went into LA first of all, and then, cause I highly recommend, I mean, we don't always fly down the day before a cruise, but for this, you definitely want to do that because you're just traveling such a far distance. So we flew down a day was it two days before actually because we stayed in LA one night and then we flew down to Honolulu the next day spent the day at Waikiki Beach and mm -hmm. we then the day after that we hopped on the ship we got to go to Pearl Harbor and then Maui we got to go since we had two days there we did a beach day and then that evening we went to the luau and then the next day we did the road to Hana. Hilo was next, which we did a really fun excursion through the cruise line. And we got to see so much in Hilo. We got to go to Rainbow Falls. Where else do we go? The Kilauea Volcano. We went to a lava tube and we did a rainforest and a macadamia nut farm and an orchid farm. It was probably a five hour excursion. We got to see a whole lot of stuff there, which was really cool. And then we had Kona where we got to snorkel. We saw dolphins out in the wild jumping out of the bay. 
that was really fun. And then in Kauai, we rented Jeeps and we went to the Waimea Canyon, which they call the uh, Grand Canyon of the Pacific. So while I've never been to the actual Grand Canyon, I'm like, yeah, I think that's pretty cool to see, you know, in Hawaii. And then our last day, we're only there for half a day. So we just kind of hung out at the beach right next to the port. Oh my gosh. It sounds like you did a lot though. That yeah. On one cruise. Oh wow. yes. Jam packed. What port would you say was your favorite? It's really hard to say just because everything has its own uniqueness, but Kona kind of stands out in my mind because I loved the excursion that we did there. It was so much fun. And that I was, I was actually reluctant to go on that excursion, but my whole family wanted to do it. And I ended up loving it in the end. So what was the excursion? So we did, it's Captain Zodiac Tours, and they take you on these boats that are used by the Navy SEALs. And they take you out to this bay, and um, you get there to the bay, and dolphins are just jumping out, out of the water at you. And we were snorkeling. And uh, I, I, at first, I was not getting off this boat. I said, I'm not getting off this boat. This water looks pretty deep. And the captain said, well, it's 200 feet. And I said, yep, I'm staying right here because I thought we had to get in the water there. They just stopped the boat with all these dolphins. And I thought I had to go in the water there. And he said, no, 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 we're going to go over there to the coral reef. And I was like, oh, thank God. But at that point in time, I was freaked out. So I demanded that they give me a life vest, even though the water, the salt content in the water in Kona is so heavy that you cannot sink. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, you know, the captain was like, you are kidding. You don't really want a life vest. I said, yes, I want a life vest. <laughs> so they gave me a life vest and I had a, a pool noodle and I hopped in the water and off I went. And then I was fine after that. I mean, it was just beautiful. The, the water was crystal clear. It was like sw in a swimming pool, but with tropical fish and coral. And it was, it was really fun. Oh, it sounds amazing. Now there's something special about that area that you shared with us. There is, yes. So if you've seen the movie Finding Nemo and they talk about the drop-off, the drop-off was created because of this drop-off where we snorkeled. So where we saw the coral and then it was 200 feet deep where the dolphins were, you could actually see that drop-off right there. Wow. And that's, wow. that was uh, used in the movie. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I never knew that that was based on like a real place. You know? <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. That's I didn't so either. Awesome. Did you get to um, try any authentic Hawaiian food while you were there? Well, at our luau in Maui, we got to try all kinds of stuff. And um, I honestly, I can't even remember everything. I, I will say this though. We got to watch them unearth the roasted pig from the ground and we ate, we ate the roasted pig for dinner. There is something, and I can't think of what it's called right now, but it's like a purple potato and they use it a lot for breads and, and things. So a couple of the places we went to, they had these purple rolls and it was like a potato bread. And I can't think of the name, but they said, I know, I remember them saying that they are very abundant in the islands. They use these purple potatoes for a lot of things. So that's something to Google, figure out what are those purple potatoes in Hawaii? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you try poi? What's that? Did you try poi? Right? Isn't it called poi? The the it's like kind of like a I don't even know how to describe it, like a mashed up root vegetable, right? 
That might be it, actually. I think that's oh, what it yeah. is. Well, I was wondering when you were saying that. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if that's the same vegetable they use to make poi. Uh-huh. But poi is like, they just mash it up and you eat it like with your fingers or like on something, I think. Yeah, I think that might be what it is. Yeah, yeah. And let yeah. me tell you, the pineapple in Hawaii is definitely nothing like what we have at home. Oh, and wow. really? They said there's makes only one island now in Hawaii that actually farms the pineapples. So the pineapples that go that are in Hawaii are only from Hawaii. And then around the world, they come from other places. Other places, mm-hmm. right. Oh my gosh, I bet. Yeah. Man, this just sounds so fantastic. Hawaii is definitely on my bucket list of places I'd like to go. You think taking a cruise there was the best way to get to see as many places as possible in a short period of time? Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I will also say as far as drinks go, Kona coffee is the best coffee in the entire world. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have to, my brother lived in Hawaii for Uh many years. He married his wife and she was from the island Mm -hmm. and they moved back here. Who knows why, but anyway, (laughs) they're crazy, but he misses, he said, one of the things he misses the most is the coffee. Uh Uh-huh. He said, you cannot get a cup of coffee nowhere like like that. No, because it's grown in the volcanic soil and it is just, it's so much better. And they said that if you buy Kona coffee anywhere here, it's not a hundred percent Kona coffee. It might be, you know, Colombian and they might have 10% Kona beans in it, but it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. I think you can actually order it because I have yes. ordered it in the past for my mm-hmm. dad for, for Christmas. Cause you he loved can. it so much. You can, so. but it's not cheap. It's not. No, it's not. It's not for sure. <laughs> you know, you're getting the real thing because it costs like three times as much as what you pay. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Did you see any lava at all? We did, yes. So when we went to Volcano National Park and we were on Kil- the, Kil- the Kilauea volcano, you can see the steam coming up. Now, we did not see the lava there, but there were re- these really cool steam holes in the ground. And our tour, tour driver came over, he lit a cigarette, and then he like blew it into the steam hole and you can feel all the steam came up. Your sunglasses got all fogged up. It was really neat. So there's various little steam holes all around, but also on the 4th of July, I didn't get to see fireworks, but I did get to see lava. So at night we had sailed around Hilo where Kilauea has this slow stream. It's constantly erupting. And it was this slow stream of lava flowing down the mountain into the ocean. So we did get to see that at night, which was really cool. And they shut off all the lights on the ship so that, you know, and they tell you go out on the pool deck or on your balcony at this time. And we're going to be sailing, sailing past the volcano. So that was awesome. That would be amazing to see. So do you, do you have any tips for someone planning a cruise to Hawaii? Mm -hmm. Well, I would first, like I mentioned, go down a couple of days early, you know, depending on where you live in the United States. For us coming from Pittsburgh, it just made sense for us to go and stay in LA for a night. Then we flew down to Honolulu. Now, one nice thing also about Norwegian is they will give you different, different promotions. And one of the promotions going on at that time was a free hotel. And I can't remember the host hotel that they use, but you could, they would pay for your room, which was 
it was like $500 a night. So that was kind of a no brainer. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah. So we stayed there and they already treat it as if you're on a ship where you have to put the tags on your luggage. They, you leave it in your room and then they come and collect your luggage. You have to leave your room at a certain time. They collect your luggage, take it to the shuttle, and then you make your way down to the shuttle at a, at a certain time to board. And then they'll take you right over to the cruise terminal. When you get there, it's typical like any cruise terminal. When you check in, you have to go through security, go to the check-in lines. But what's really cool is unlike any others, you walk in and you're greeted by Hawaiian people. They give you a lay. And um, it's like, you know, your Hawaiian experience is already beginning. And then, but I, as I was saying, I would definitely recommend going down a day early, you know, see if you're doing the Norwegian cruise, of course, see what kind of promotions are going on. See if you can get that hotel. Again, I can't remember the name of it. I'm thinking it might be a Marriott as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. How long was the flight from LA to Honolulu? It was about five and a half hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we, we took Hawaiian airlines down, which was already felt like you were in the islands. As soon as you board, there's Hawaiian people who are the flight attendants. They're playing Hawaiian music. Yeah. That was really nice. I would get you excited for your trip. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. They start the experience off right from the very beginning. They do. (laughs) They do. So, So can you tell us a little bit about the the Norwegian pride like what mm-hmm. did you like about it what was different from it mm-hmm. from other cruise lines that you've been on mm-hmm. uh, well the pride of America it's a very nice ship as soon as you walk on the atrium or whatever they call it it has a very presidential feel there's a, a big seal in the middle that looks like the the president of the United States seal or whatever it is oh, it's cool. it's very elegant, Mm -hmm. I guess is the word, whatever you walk in. So the ship itself is very nice. There's no frills, of course. You don't have the water slides and everything that you do on some of the other ships. But again, you're not spending your time on the ship. Right. You know, it's more or less Mm -hmm. a place to sleep, eat, and your transportation. Now, we actually prefer the normal cruise dining where you have the two set dining times. So the freestyle dining for us was not really our thing, but the good thing is you can make reservations. And so we did that to go to dinner the same time every night. You can also select your, your waiter. So on the second night we found a waiter that we really liked and we requested him every night. Oh, nice. um, so right. it's nice. Cause we like to have that personal experience with the wait staff. The, difference of course is since it's freestyle dining and you can go whenever you want to the the main dining room it seemed very empty where normally when everybody's going in you know you have this packed room the waiters are very interactive they might do a little song and dance every night and we didn't have that on Norwegian so that was something that we're not really used to it's a little bit different yeah yeah, I know a lot of people that really enjoy that, but for us, we we prefer we prefer to be on a schedule. For dying. my whole life is a schedule, so right. <laughs> yes, yes. There's definitely pros and cons to both options, right? Like right. 
getting to know your wait staff and they get to know you and having, you know, the same people at dinner every night and you get to meet new people and make mm-hmm. friends and stuff versus the yeah, freestyle. But for sure. Yeah. I could see the flexibility being nice, especially if you're busy and you're going to a port every day mm-hmm. and then you don't have to feel rushed to come back necessarily because you, you know, you could go to dinner at any time, but yeah. Yeah. Was there specialty restaurants on, on the Pride of America? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were specialty restaurants. We only got to go to the diner. We actually were going to do a, I think the Asian restaurant one night, but it was all booked. So we we weren't able to get a reservation there until about nine or 9.30 at night. And we're like, well, that's too late. So we didn't get to try really anything except for the diner. I think it was just, it was called the Cadillac Diner. And um, it was really cute. The booths looked like cars and, and they just had, you know, typical diner food and it, it was good. They had milkshakes. That was an upcharge. It was maybe four or $5 upcharge for those, but it was, it was nice. It was good after we were in port one day and we hopped on the ship and we didn't feel like going to the buffet. So we're like, oh, let's go to the diner for lunch today. Mm-hmm. That's cute. My kids love that. Oh my God. Now, did they have entertainment every night? I mean, since everybody was so busy and going mm-hmm. to court every day, did they still do the nightly like shows and stuff? Yeah, yeah. They still, they had a welcome aboard show. They did one show that was little excerpts from Broadway musicals. I believe they had a magician. And then one night they did a show with the kids from their, the kids club. They had in the nightclub, they brought all the kids down and they did like a little pirate show with the, with the kids. Yeah. So my oldest daughter did that because she loves going to kids club. My youngest, she wants to hang out with mom and dad. (laughs) She doesn't want to go to the kids club. You're like, no, that's the point of the kids club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. Nice. So we actually like to ask our guests a couple of signature questions. Mm -hmm. So the first one is, do you have a favorite travel hack or tip when it comes to cruising? Mm -hmm. Yes. One thing that we discovered just from the various cruise groups we're in, a lot of people talked about getting one of those cheap over-the-door shoe organizers Mm -hmm. and you put your toiletries in it. So we've been doing that now for several years. We just, I lay it out and I stick all of our toiletries in it and then I carefully roll it up and then you can put it in the suitcase. So when you get there, you just take it out of the suitcase, hang it on the door and you're ready to go. So it's really nice because we used to just have our toiletries out on the counter in the bathroom. But of course, if you've been on a cruise, you know that those counters are not very big. Mm -hmm. So we have it all on the on the bathroom door and then it's easy to find it's the pockets are all clear so you can see what you're looking for and then the other thing would be to get magnet clips because all the walls on a cruise ship are mag or steel so they're magnetic so i like to hang up the daily itineraries up on a clip on the wall and then it, you can see it real easily and then you don't have papers stacked up Oh yeah, right. those are great tips. You really, yeah, that is a good tip. Yep, yeah, because you really don't have a lot of space on mm-hmm. your stateroom. That's for sure. Right. You have to be creative. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So th- we always like to also ask, like, what is your, what was has been your favorite vacation so far that you have taken, and why? Mm-hmm. Well, Hawaii, like I said, Hawaii for various reasons, yeah. just with 
all the wonderful islands. It's just really like no other place. And then it would be a tie with my Symphony of the Seas cruise where we did last year, we went to Roatan, uh, Honduras, mm -hmm. Cozumel, Coco Cay, and Costa Maya. Ooh. So yeah, that trip was amazing. Just with the ship, all of the amenities on the ship, and then the places that we've gone to, it was just all really cool. I'm ready. Oh my God. You get to do Perfect Day at Coco Cay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, gosh. What did you think of that? Yeah. Well, I had been to the old Coco Cay many times before, so it's a little bit bittersweet for me just because mm -hmm. I we always loved Coco Cay where it just felt like you were on this deserted island. We found our beach that we loved, which was South Beach. It used to be called Barefoot Beach, and then they changed to South Beach, and now we... We've been, we've been to Perfect Day twice now, but it hasn't been 100% complete. So the last time we were there was this past January and South Beach was completely co closed because they're putting in the South Beach or the Cocoa, Cocoa Beach Club. Wow, so we didn't get to, like we're peeking through the fence to see what we can see. <laughs> but the pool there is very nice. It's this ginormous pool. And, you know, you can still get that small deserted island feel if you know where to go mm -hmm. when you're there so you know like I said it's kind of bittersweet it's I it's beautiful now it was beautiful then <laughs> oh, I would like to go now personally I think we all would yeah it's nice that they have a pier too because I've been on some crazy tenders there the one one year we went and it was really windy I I didn't think we were gonna we were gonna stop um, because there was a cruise we went on and the water was too choppy. They could not anchor the ship. So we missed Coco Cay. Um, but one year I really did not think we were going to, we were going to stop there. And they ended up saying, well, you know, it's, the water is rough, but it's calm enough that we can anchor. And I mean, storm clouds started rolling in around one o'clock and we said, we better get back on the ship. Cause we had gotten on the first tender. We were on the Island at nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. So yeah. So we got back just in time because the tender that came in right after us, it took them 90 minutes to get it tied to the ship because the water was so rough. Oh, so it's nice that they have that pier now because you know, you're pretty much guaranteed that you're, you're going to dock yeah. unless the right. weather is really horrible. So you've been on a lot of cruises and uh, large ships and uh, smaller ships. Do you have mm -hmm. a preference of uh, larger ships versus smaller? Mm -hmm. Not really, honestly, because I've been on so many different classes. I'm happy that our my first ship was a smaller ship. It was in the Southern class. So I'm happy that it was because I feel like if I went on, on an Oasis class first, that would probably just ruin me. But since I've been on so many different classes and four different cruise lines and I've seen, you know, all of the different amenities, I feel like every, every class of ship has its own uh, style. And it's hard to say, I really don't know that I have a, a preference. I mean, get me on a cruise ship and I'm happy, really. You know? <laughs> um, Royal Caribbean, of course, is my favorite. And, uh, but there, if I had to pick, I would probably say, I would just say there's nothing like an Oasis class ship. You have to go on an Oasis class, but don't make it be your first. Go on something smaller <laughs> first. 
Work your way up to Oasis. Yeah, Colleen, you were on Oasis class, weren't you? Not yeah, I've been on Oasis of the Seas. Yeah, and I would I would agree. The there's nothing like them. It's yeah. it's they're amazing. It's mm -hmm. like a floating, beautiful city. <laughs> nice, mm -hmm. nice. Well, okay. Well, before we go, we'd like to leave you with a little bit of pixie dust to tide you over until next week. So, Jen, we would like you to share a pixie dust moment with our audience. Okay. Well, it's, you know, it's hard to pick just one thing, but I'm going to lump it into our group cruises that we have done with my dance studio. Every other year, of course, 2020 being the wonderful year it has been, we didn't get to go this year, uh, but we did have a cruise book to take 15 dancers. So every other year, we take a group of dancers and they get to perform on the ship. And it's just an incredible experience for them. For some, it's a once in a lifetime thing. For others, such as my oldest daughter, she's done it four times now. But it's a really fun trip, just taking all of these families, we all get to go and vacation together and the kids get to dance. And it's, it's just a really great time for everybody. So that would probably be my pixie dust, dust moments, plural. <laughs> nice. It, it really is a nice, a nice thing that you do for the kids and the families in your studio. We Thank were you. with you on the Adventures of the Sea several years ago, and it really was a great time. And for a lot of these kids, like you said, it's a once in a lifetime trip. It's a great experience, um, not just going on the cruise and visiting different destinations, but being able to vacation with your family and friends of people you know have been amazing. And I think also for the dancers, being able to perform on a professional stage and giving that to them, I think you doing that is a gift. And I think it's a wonderful thing Thank that you, you provide them. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we will definitely have Jen back again to talk about cruise life because there are so many things that we haven't even begun to even touch on <laughs> in her experience um, and everything that she has done. So I'm sure she will be more than happy to come back and share her experiences. So, oh, yes. Yep. So we hope, you, we hope you've enjoyed listening today and we thank you for taking the time to download our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners. If you have a question about cruising or a favorite experience while cruising that you want to share with us, we would actually love to hear from you. Hop over to our Facebook page, Magical Traveling Moms, or email us at MagicalTravelingMoms at gmail.com, and maybe we will use your story on our next podcast about cruises. And while you are there, be sure to like and follow our page and look us up on Instagram too. Until next time, we hope all of your travels are magical.